0: Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you are well. So my goodness gracious, last night, I'm sure everybody saw the interview with Tucker Carlson and Vladimir Putin. That might have been one of the most interesting things I have ever watched. Now, before I give you my thoughts and go over some points, we're going to go to some clips from the actual video. I want to preface by saying I am no fan of Putin. I like think for those of you who watch my video, you you know I'm no fan of any politician, that I, I dislike all politicians equally. <laughs> but as I was, you know, is Putin a thug? Yes. Is he? Does he basically run the country like the mafia ran Chicago? Yes. Uh, has he committed atrocities? Yes. The, the, no one is disputing that. Like, like nobody's disputing. But that doesn't mean that a, what he says doesn't give us some very incredible insights that what he says isn't valuable or some of the things that he says, um, are, are not true. Right. I was trying to think about, I was trying to think about the person or one of the people in the world that I think is, is, is evil. So the first person that came to my mind was like Klaus Schwab, (laughs) Sorry, Klaus, if you're watching, buddy, uh, but it is what it is. Or like, uh, so you know, one of these World Economic Forum types, or like Ursula with the EU, or Hillary Clinton, something like that. And I thought to myself, you know, if if would I want Tucker Carlson to interview Klaus Schwab? Absolutely, absolutely. But you could have the exact same arguments as these people that didn't want. Tucker Carlson to interview Putin. But like I said the other day on Net Balance, I think this is definitely, definitely a positive. And I don't think that, you know, any American comes into this or watches the interview, then leaves saying, oh my goodness, Putin's, well, he's obviously a saint. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. Nobody's, I, I don't think anybody is that gullible, for heaven's sakes. But if I heard Klaus Schwab saying some things that, I'm like, okay, yeah, I actually agree with that. So maybe I should adjust my view of Klaus Schwab, not to say that he's not evil, but maybe he's a little bit more insightful than I gave him credit for. Therefore, if I want to defeat him or his ideas in the future, then I might have to take a slightly different approach. You know, I always use the example of the UFC and John Jones. Most people consider John Jones to be the best that ever lived the best fighter. So if you were going to fight John Jones and you just wanted to survive for heaven's sakes, you would want to study his tapes. You would want to study what he has done or how he moves or how he thinks as much as you, as you possibly could, especially if you wanted to defeat him. So I I think it's the exact same thing. With, with Putin. And the reason on the thumbnail, I said, this changes everything. I'll go ahead and say that now because, so I won't forget here. Because as most of you know, the Biden administration came out with this press conference. I, I think it was right at 7.30 or I think they were trying to draw attention away from the Putin interview. And this might've been the, the biggest political blunder of our time. Like whoever in the Biden administration did that, I mean, they woke up this morning and they're looking at themselves in the mirror saying, what did I just do? What did I just do? Because I think a a large percentage of the American people watched both and one right after the other. And what this allows you to do is contrast just the mental faculties of Putin compared to Biden. And what I'm asking myself after I saw both of those and after I saw the Putin interview you know again is this guy evil most likely i mean what politician isn't you know or or is he exceptionally evil maybe maybe but the guy is incredibly coherent incredibly insightful incredibly intelligent and I, I, just by listening to him talk i would argue probably incredibly competent to the degree to which this is a person you do not want to underestimate and setting his ethics or his morals aside and just comparing those attributes to the political leaders that we have in the United States, I think Americans really got a wake-up call. I know I did. And that wake-up call is, look, if, if this person over there that is, is likely basically a thug and a mafia boss, and he's been running Russia, let's say, for 20 years, but he has this level of competence and intelligence, we need to start demanding this of our leaders the american people deserve better than joe biden and i would say the american people deserve better than donald trump like it's obvious between biden and putin i mean that's it's like comparing you know uh einstein with a first grader for heaven's sakes uh, but let's let's be fair compare trump to putin i mean come on come on Putin is light years ahead of Trump. I, I mean, that, that's, it's a night and day difference, right? So why, if Russians, and again, I'm setting aside his, his morals, his ethics, and you know, the way he runs the country, I'm setting that aside. I'm just looking at his abilities, his mental abilities, his level of competence, the way he communicates with authority like no one I have ever seen, or very few people. I have ever seen. You know, what's interesting is uh, I've, I have i will not say studied, but I've noticed how Tiger Woods interacts with people, especially reporters, after he gets done playing and his eye contact and how intense he is. Putin's in the exact same category, exact same category. And personally, I want that characteristic in my leaders. Now, I'll give Trump credit there. I think he has that uh, trait as well. I just don't think intellectually he can hang with uh, Vladimir Putin and be as well versed on as many topics. Um, uh, it, Putin is a very deep thinker. Um, Mussolini might have been a deep thinker as well. Doesn't mean that I like Mussolini, but you've got to call a spade a spade here. Trump is not a deep thinker. So let's get into the interview. But the main point that I wanted to make with the video is I think this should be a wake-up call. Even if you hate Putin, this should be a wake-up call to all Americans. I don't care what your politics are. I don't care if you're Democrat. I don't care if you're way on the left. I don't care if you're on the woke crowd, the progressives, the liberals. I don't care if you're way over here on the right. It really shouldn't matter to you. Last night, when you juxtapose Putin to Biden, should be a huge, huge wake-up call. It should be a slap in the face we as Americans, we get the politicians we deserve, meaning, well, I think we deserve better. I shouldn't say that, but we get the politicians we vote for. So we need to understand and we need to demand better of our politicians, but we need to demand better of ourselves. We're better than this, for heaven's sakes. Now let's go over to the interview. And I want to uh, make a few points here that I thought were really, really interesting. I mean, if you haven't watched the interview, you got to do it. It's, it's so well worth your time. And I'll kind of give you the, the reader's digest version here. The first half hour Putin was going on about quite literally like a thousand years of Russian history, which, uh, on a side note, uh, I, I thought was fascinating. Uh, I, I didn't, uh, you know, I, am not a history buff, so I almost flunked out of high school. So I didn't know these things. I assume that they're, uh, accurate, uh, the way he's saying them. But, uh, it, it was, although I don't think it really pertained to the overall conversation. Um, I think once he got up to the 1600s and, uh, then once he gets up to, you know, kind of the Bolsheviks, I think that was pertinent uh, to the conversation because the gist of what tucker was getting at initially is hey dude why on earth did you invade ukraine but uh it, it's still i think fascinating and worth your time another point that i wanted to make before we get into the timestamps that i have written down and I, I don't know where it was in the interview but putin made specific reference to hypersonic missiles i, I think that was incredibly intentional he made it a point It was one of the the treaties or, or something like that where he said, after this happened, we started to develop these types of missiles and this and this and this. And he made a point of communicating that they had a military technology that was superior to the United States. Now, I'm not saying their military is. I'm not saying all their military technology. But this one Technology is something that the United States doesn't have or can't combat. That's that's, I think, what he was trying to either uh, imply or just flat out explicitly state. And I think that's uh, a big deal. I, I think that was. I think it it's probably or likely accurate to a certain degree, but I think he that was propaganda. I think he was intentionally saying that to strike fear in uh, americans and so i'm not saying that that's right or wrong i'm saying i think that was his intention uh and i think a lot of what he said was was very very intentional not just that part of the interview okay so now let's start with the first timestamp. how can this be imagined the president of Ukraine himself,
1: by the way, is a Jew by nationality. Really, my question is, what do you do about it? I mean, Hitler's been dead for 80 years. Nazi Germany no longer exists. And so, true. And so, I think what you're saying is you want to extinguish or at least control Ukrainian nationalism. But how? How do you do that?
0: Okay, so this is a, a great question by Tucker Carlson. And it. Goes back to a lot of the the things I've heard from Tom Woods over the years, where he just hits the nail on the head. Like, if you want to know if the elite have an ulterior motive, just look at their objectives and ask yourself if these objectives are quantifiable or even attainable? And if the answer is no, you've got to assume that the reason they have that objective is to stay in power or there's some sort of ulterior motive. So as an example, um, you know, we've got the war on drugs. What what, what does that even mean? Like how are are you telling me that somehow you can eradicate drugs? That's not going to happen. Are, are, and how do you determine if you're successful or not? It, it, you see what I'm saying? It's just this this thing that you really can't measure, and therefore it lasts just forever. Or the war on terror. That would be another good one. Where it's like, are, are you saying that you're going to eradicate terrorism? Well, that, that's kind of ridiculous. So what, what would be the way you measure success or failure? And the answer, there isn't any way to measure it. And that's exactly what they want. So they can just continue war after war after war after war or uh, feeding the military industrial complex or taking away your rights as an American citizen for as long as they want under the guise of something or some sort of quote unquote war that is completely unwinnable. So I would accuse Putin right here of the exact same thing, because although it may be a noble cause to try to eradicate uh, Nazism or something like that, um, Tucker hits the nail right on the head. Like, okay, how, how do you do that? How, how do you eradicate an ideology? Like That doesn't make any sense to me. So I, I think that this is kind of a, a, a smokescreen for Putin and uh, for what I think is the real reason he went into um, Ukraine and at least in his mind and that's what he articulates or communicates in the first let's say 45 minutes and that's what you already know it's the whole background it's the nato expansion it's having a buffer between russia and the west all, all the things that um you know have been discussed in, in the honest part of the the media or on twitter in the past um i think that's most likely Whether I'm not saying it's justified, but I'm saying in his mind that's probably that would be my base case, and he's just throwing out the Nazi thing there Um, because how how can you you know if, if his if he's saying his objective is this, how can anyone be against that right? And plus, it gives him a way to continue this war in Ukraine to the point where he just wants to stop because there is no way to quantify whether or not he's defeated some sort of ideology that only exists in people's minds now i will give him credit where uh, where tucker pushed him on this he actually said that uh, he would be satisfied if they um, if we if at which time they come to a peace agreement if uh, the something to the effect that he would be satisfied if ukraine wrote it into their laws that uh, Nazism was, was illegal or something like that. So, um, I'll give him a little brownie point there for at least throwing something out that would be a quantifiable measurement of success or failure. The main thing, uh, main takeaway there that I wanted to mention is I wanted to give kind of a, a hat tip to Tucker Carlson for asking that question and pushing on that. That was, that was very, very good. Now let me back up uh, a little bit here. Because when I started this channel, one of the main reasons I started it, as most of you know, is to really start pushing back against the mandates. And one of the thing things that became crystal clear to me throughout 2020, 2021, and into 2022, and I'm sure most of you can relate to this, is every single time someone evil or an entity that I like the, uh, the UN or the EU or Trudeau or... Uh, the global elite, you know, the World Economic Forum types, uh, whenever they came out and said, this is bad or this person is evil or this person is spewing misinformation, you knew that there was like a 99% chance that that person was actually telling the truth. It was like a great litmus test. And so taking this and fast forwarding to today, you know, prior to this, I had a lot of respect for Tucker Carlson. I, I didn't really, you know, I, was, I wasn't a huge fanboy at all. And I didn't really know, I can't get inside of his head. I don't know him personally. I've never had the chance to talk to him face to face. So, you know, what are his motives or what are his true intentions? You know, what are his principles? What are his values? I, I, look, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm now leaning on the side of his intentions are actually good. Now, again, this isn't to say that I agree with him on everything, but the reason I say that is because the EU has now talked about sanctioning, for lack of a better word, Tucker Carlson himself. I think they're talking about some sort of travel ban or something like that. The EU, the EU Ursula is coming out. So it, in my mind, it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we've got all the proof on our side because we've seen this happen over and over and over and over and over again since 2020. I mean, before that as well, but it really came to the forefront and was completely obvious, starting with the Cervasus sickness. Anything that they told you was safe was most likely not safe. (laughs) Anything that they told you about this was probably the opposite, was probably the truth. So if they're sitting there saying that Tucker Carlson is bad spreading misinformation and propaganda. I would argue that he's probably doing the opposite of that. And that means since they're attacking him, it means that he's someone that's most likely on our side. uh, And is someone that's, that's at least trying to find the truth and the real people that are spreading misinformation, like the EU, they see him as a threat. Another example that I wanted to give you, uh, that I think is proof positive of of uh, this uh, idea is remember when Putin first went into Russia, or excuse me, to Ukraine. What was everybody saying in the mainstream media? It, 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 they were saying he was senile. Remember that? They say, oh, he's he's senile. He's got dementia. All of these things. Or and another thing they say, oh, well, he's just going to lose the war in three days. There's no, Or, oh, remember what they came out with, Swift. I did tons of videos on this. Remember when they, oh my gosh, the SWIFT system is going to destroy the Russian economy. And I just kept saying, I just kept calling BS, BS, BS. Now that we fast forward, I won't get to the specific clip, but he talks about how Russia had, uh, I, I don't, I forgot the way he measured it, maybe by GDP or something like that, but had the largest economy in Europe last year with all of these sanctions. Why? Because Swift, doesn't, Swift is stupid, for heaven's sakes. It's a, it's a messaging system. The mainstream media lied to you, right? Let's look at the argument that Putin is senile. Okay, well, we got a very clear glimpse last night as to which political leader is senile, and it's not Putin. So even if you're someone that buys into the mainstream media, I would challenge you to go back and just just looking at what has happened in Russia and Ukraine, you don't even have to go back to 2020. Look at how many times they have lied to you. Look at how many times they have been completely wrong. And at some point, I think you've got to start to question your um, allegiance, or you've got to question your acceptance of what is being said in the mainstream media. and I would put Fox. In that category just as much as i would put cnn so i wanted to preface with that i forgot so now let's get back to the clips the next one is at 110 here oh i'm sorry one more thing that i wanted to say about that last clip because they're talking about the whole uh, denutification thing and then he putin used as a reference point this debacle in canada where they were cheering this... Well, I can't say it on YouTube, but you know who the guy was. Uh, they're cheering it just because he, was, he had fought Russia in the past. Like I have never seen a display, a more pathetic display of brain-dead lemmings than that clip that Tucker Carlson showed for B-roll when put Putin was discussing that. I mean, first of all, don't you know your history? Do you, do you not know... Who fought the Russians back in World War II? I mean, hello, is that doesn't that kind of give it away a little bit there? And then these people—it reminds me of what Doug Casey always said, you know, "boobus americanus," and how they're just, you know, these people, these politicians—they're just kind of running around like chimpanzees. This, I would say brain dead chimpanzees but you see them all in the crowd just standing, giving this ovation. And you even see some of the the, the political people like taking pictures with their cell phone of the guy. Oh my gosh, this is a, a once in a lifetime opportunity to get a, a picture of this person that we should just bow down and pray to without even thinking who fought the Russians in World War II. It just, it just again, goes to show you the, the fact that we, are hire, that we are electing the opposite of who we should elect from a standpoint of you would want the most capable leaders to be the leaders <laughs> that you elect. Who are we electing? We're electing the bottom of the barrel. We are literally electing the dregs of our, so- of our society, not only from a moral and ethical standpoint, but from an intellectual standpoint as well. We want leaders who are independent, who who think independently, not these brain-dead lemmings that we have, and obviously in Canada, but I would say in the United States as well, for the most part. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Ceresna from Macro Voices, he specializes in options, Jason Hartman, real estate, and Brent Johnson with Macroeconomics. If you wanna build wealth and thrive in this world of out of control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Now, let me get uh, to this point here. One ten. Okay, let's see what they say here. How do you assess that? This is a provocation, and a cheap provocation
1: at that. I do not understand why American soldiers should fight in Ukraine. There are mercenary states there. The bigger number of mercenaries comes from Poland, with mercenaries from the United States in second place and mercenaries from Georgia in third place. Well, if somebody has the desire to send regular troops, that would certainly bring humanity to the brink of very serious global conflict. Internet. This is obvious. Do the United States need this? What? Thousands of miles away from your national territory.
0: All right, I'll go ahead and pause it here. Hopefully that can catch up or something like that. Josh, are we still good on the live stream here or am I freezing? I don't see anyone saying that I'm freezing in the comments, so I'll assume that uh, we're still good to go. But getting back to this guy while we wait for the rendering or whatever the hell it's doing here, buffering, what what he's saying is, look, why on earth does the United States want to get involved here uh, when they're not part of NATO and the United States has plenty of problems? He said, look at the problems that you have at the border. He goes, look at the problems that you have with, I don't know if he mentioned inflation, but then he mentioned the debt, which um, you know I don't want to go into details there. But, he, but he, the point he makes is spot on. So again, even if Klaus or Bill Gates or something like that made this point, I would say I would think it was a positive that uh, he actually said this and so many people saw it because I think that it is spot on. You know, We have got plenty of problems here in the U.S., is it unfortunate what's happening over there? Absolutely it is. Do we want this to end as quickly as possible? Absolutely we do. But it doesn't mean that we should get involved, for heaven's sakes. We, we've got bigger fish to fry right here in the U.S. I mean, for heaven's sakes, just just look at the homeless problem. Look at what's going on in New York. We talked about that the other day with that Tyler kid on, on YouTube is just doing fantastic work at real journalism, by the way. Showing what's happening, boots on the ground in New York with the immigrant problem—hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants there—and what is that that that's doing to the actual American homeless population? These are real problems that we should be focusing on way before. We focus on something that's going on outside of our borders. It's just common sense stuff here. So then you have to ask yourself, why are we doing it? And then I think the the logical conclusion there is military, industrial complex, the global elite want to warp. Maybe it's from a Malthusian standpoint. We've talked about that angle several times, but there's some sort of ulterior motive here. This is obvious that this isn't about just Ukraine. It's, it's not about saving democracy. or that That is complete BS. There's something else going on. And I think when Putin even acknowledges this, it's just common sense that I, I would hope that more Americans would kind of take that red pill and understand that I need to do some more research here because what I'm being told, the probability of it being true is incredibly low. All right, let's get to the next point. Let's actually see if this is... Is there a a couple... I wanted to watch this for a couple minutes here. I've got it written down. So let's see if it's up to speed here. Mm, No, okay. Let me just refresh this. Maybe that'll work. Okay, I think that... Maybe it's because I've got full screen. So let me just do it the small screen. You guys can... The audio is obviously what's most important. So let me get... All righty. Well, while we're waiting for that, let me go ahead and... Discuss some of the other talking points that I had and some of the other timestamps. I, I pretty much remember them. One of the next things that he discussed is uh the Nord Stream pipeline. Uh, I, I was not expecting Tucker to ask him that question. I thought it was a great question. And uh Vladimir Putin's response was basically is is kind of a, a funny part of the interview, uh, where Tucker asked him who he thought did it and uh, Putin says, well, you did. <laughs> and, and Tucker Carlson says, actually, you know, I was busy that day or I, I, I've got an alibi. Uh, obviously, he knew what he wasn't directly saying you, but it was kind of a, a funny moment there for sure. And then Putin, uh, again, you got to give him credit for being very quick on his toes and, and quite clever, says, well, I know you might have an alibi but the CIA doesn't. And okay, that's pretty profound right there. But his argument, and again, I'm not saying that they did or didn't, but his argument I think is something that we should definitely consider because it makes sense where he's like, look, what I do when I'm analyzing a situation is I simply say who has the uh, incentive to do something, but you've got to combine that with the actual ability to do something. So there's a lot of people that have the incentive to do it, but who has the actual ability to go down to the bottom of the Baltic Sea and and pull this off? And in his view, and not mine, his view, he said, when you combine these things together, it pretty much points in one direction. So um, then another thing uh, Tucker Carlson followed up with is, okay, well, if this is true, if you have intel, if you've come to these conclusions why don't you make this public? Because this would be the the biggest story in the last 10 years or something like that, that the CIA actually did this. And he said, why don't you use something like your propaganda tools to go ahead and, and, and get this message out. And he's, and he kind of grinned Putin. And he said, look, he says, you don't understand. He says, it's actually very difficult to defeat the United States in a game of propaganda. He basically said they're the best. He goes, <laughs> "I can't compete with the US when it comes to propaganda." First and foremost, I thought that was hilarious and likely true. Uh, but then his justification for that again made quite a bit of sense. He goes, "Look, the United States controls the entire global media, or at least in the West. He goes, "They control what's said in Europe, they control what's said in Japan, they control what's said in Canada, Australia, etc." He goes so I I can't out propaganda uh the US. So why even try? It, it's like it's not a good use of my resources. Is <laughs> basically uh basically what he is saying there. Now let's go to hopefully this is working now. Let's go to 140. Now I don't think it is. Now let's give it one more shot. Refresh here. You know what might be happening guys is is the their server might be just too Overwhelmed, they Twitter just because the amount of views that this thing is getting. That might be one of the reasons that this thing is freezing because it's definitely not my internet. Fires, pardon me. Here we go. Okay. Foreign policy. You
1: know, you know,
0: you know, let's fast forward. <laughs> Hopefully, we got it working now, guys. Can they, can they return to
1: this or not? The question is do they want it or not? Further on. President of Ukraine issued a decree prohibiting negotiations with us, mm. let him cancel that decree, and that's it, we have never refused negotiations indeed, we hear all the time, is Russia ready? Yes, we have not refused. It was them who publicly refused. Well, let him cancel his decree and enter into negotiations. We have never refused. And the fact that they obeyed the demand or persuasion of Mr. Johnson, the former Prime Minister of Great Britain, seems ridiculous and very sad to me.
0: Because, as Mr.
1: Arakamiya put it, we could have stopped those hostilities with war a year and a half ago already.
0: Yeah, so if you didn't get that, guys, and this is something that I have heard many people discuss. I don't think I've done a video on it myself. But uh, about a year and a half ago, I guess there was this meeting in Turkey, in Istanbul. And they were like this close to signing a peace treaty. And Boris Johnson came in from the UK and basically put the kibosh on it. So you've got to take that and you've got to combine it with the U.S. pushing Ukraine into NATO, you've you got to combine that with the narrative in the mainstream media, the, the narrative with the U.N. You've got to combine all these things together. And when you do, I don't think you can come to any other conclusion other than the West wants this war. The West is a provocateur. Uh, now, I'm not saying that this justifies what Russia's doing. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong here. But I am saying that for some reason the West wants this to continue, and these politicians are just the puppets. I don't know who's pulling the strings, but these politicians are on the are, are the puppets that are adding fuel to the fire. So hopefully this continues to work. Oh, right back to oh, there was only one more clip. All right. Well, let me actually just. Do this again refresh one more time here see if we can get it there's only one more clip i wanted to go over okay that worked last time so it ironically as we would say today in
1: anything like the roman empire in the history of mankind Nevertheless, the potential of the barbarians gradually grew, as did their population. In general, the barbarians were getting stronger and began to develop economically, as we would say today. This eventually led to the collapse of the Roman Empire and the regime imposed by the Romans. However, it took five centuries for the Roman Empire to fall apart. The difference with what is happening now is that all the processes of change are happening at a much faster pace than in Roman times. So when does the AI empire start, do you think? (laughs) You're asking increasingly more complicated questions. To answer them, you need to be an expert in big numbers, big data, and AI. Mankind is currently facing many threats. Due to the genetic researches, it is now possible to create a superhuman, a specialized human being a genetically engineered athlete, scientist, military man. There are reports that Elon Musk has already had a chip implanted in the human brain in the USA. What do you think of that? Well, I think there's no stopping Elon Musk. He will do as he sees fit. Nevertheless... You need to find some common ground with him, search for ways to persuade him. I think he's a smart person, I truly believe he is. So you need to reach an agreement with him because this process needs to be formalized and subjected to certain rules. Humanity has to consider what is going to happen due to the newest development in genetics or in AI. One can make an approximate prediction of what will happen. Once mankind felt an existential threat coming from nuclear weapons, all nuclear nations began to come to terms with one another since they realized the negligent use of nuclear weaponry could drive humanity to extinction. Genetics, it is impossible to stop research in genetics or AI today, just as it was impossible to stop the use of gunpowder back in
0: the day. все равно будут, но когда человечество почувствует угрозу,
1: but as soon as we realize that the threat comes from unbridled and uncontrolled development of AI or genetics or any other field, the time will come to reach an international agreement
0: on how to regulate these things. Okay, so the points I wanted to make there, a few, a few points actually. Just prior to this, he was talking about the United States dollar and the insane policies by the Biden administration to issue these sanctions and to freeze assets from not just Russia, but other countries. But in this case, the Russian central bank, and how that was one of the dumbest moves he's ever seen. I do not think this is propaganda. I think that he is spot on. And now I'm, as you guys know, I'm someone that does not think the dollar is going to collapse against other currencies anytime soon because the way the monetary system is structured. Uh, I I don't think there's going to be a problem with demand for United States debt uh, anytime soon, but that's not to say that the dollar wasn't a weapon for the U.S. And although I don't think uh, Swift or any of those things ha- had a lot of teeth, at least with Russia, it still doesn't mean that the uh, dollar isn't a tool. It doesn't mean that it's not a, a weapon, right? Now, I, I, so let me be very, very clear. I think it is, it's consistent to have the view that the dollar isn't going to collapse just because Russia stops using the dollar or, and again, it's not Russia. It's it's the entrepreneurs within Russia Um, because of the way the monetary system is set up. But at the same time, believing and having an understanding that the, the dollar can be used as a weapon. And that is absolutely 100%, whether we like it or not, beneficial to the United States. Um, He goes into great detail on the the GDP of uh, China, of Russia, of other European countries, of the G20, was it? I believe the G20 and the G7. And then he also goes into detail on the U.S. GDP, saying that just right off the top of his head, he's like, I think it's right around 2.5%, which it's 2.5%. I mean, and then he goes on and... Kind of gets a curveball from Tucker, which I thought, again, was a great question, um, just because it gives you some insights to his thinking there on AI. And I'm not saying I agree with his conclusions on how to regulate AI and whatnot, but this highlights how deep of a thinker this guy is. And I mean, just imagine asking Joe Biden that question. Imagine asking Trudeau that question. I mean, imagine asking Trump that qu- you asked Trump that question and he would probably somehow spin it to brag about. He's the one that invented AI. Or <laughs> I mean, and no matter how much you like Trump, you got to admit that I'm right. You got to admit that he would do that. So I've said this many times, but I know I'm going to be accused of this. so I'm going to say it again. I am. I am not saying that I'm a fan of Putin. I am not saying That the guy is as pure as driven snow yes he's a thug yes he's a mafia boss does he kill people that he doesn't like yes absolutely you know has he committed these atrocities yes is invading ukraine wrong yes absolutely but it doesn't mean that the guy is stupid and we've got to if we want to defeat putin or if if we want the war to end for heaven's sakes If we don't want this to escalate to World War III, we got to understand who we're up against here. And I think that this interview did a a fantastic job of displaying the uh, maybe weaknesses, the strengths, and how our opponent actually thinks what his worldview is. And I don't see the downside to that at all. So those are my views, guys. Uh, Main thing here. Uh, the, if you can take one message away from this video, if you're an American, I think that what we saw with Biden, and you guys know what happened there, uh, and comparing it to Putin, it, it makes us realize we we deserve better, but we need to demand better. It's up for us to not just vote for people that are going to give us free shit. Pardon my language. It, it, it's up to us to vote for people not just because we hear our opinions coming out of their mouth, but that we vote for people that are principled, that are deep thinkers, that are hopefully not like Putin from a standpoint of that they have a moral and ethical backbone. They, they have a, a, a moral North star like Ron Paul that, that, that guides them, that guides their thinking, but has the equivalent level of intelligence, capability, and competence. It's up to us to start demanding that we have the ability to vote for and then vote for those people to get them in a position of power so that we've got a shot, for heaven's sakes, moving forward to not just maintain our position within the world, but also try to promote, not through uh, violence, but through persuasion, the ideas that are so incredible that this country was built on. All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. See you in the next video.